What's up, everybody? Welcome to CAW Critically Acclaimed Wednesday, the bonus episode of Buffalo Chicken Slice. We're your host, I'm Aaron. I'm Nicole. And today we have brand new, at least brand new to, to Nicole. I have seen this movie and I will explain something in a second to cover my tracks. Uh, Argo is the movie we just finished watching, starring Ben Affleck, Brian Cranston, John Goodman, and also directed by Ben Affleck. Now, mm-hmm. as full disclosure, you know, full disclosure, because we're very transparent here, I fell asleep through the movie. <laughs> that is no indicator of how the movie actually is. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have seen this movie. I just had a big pizza dinner, and I have not slept much the last two nights, and I am tired. So I just want to put that out there. I know I've given Nicole shit about uh, falling asleep movies and whatnot, and I just want to say I apologize, (laughs) but... We're still here because I still remembered it. I still I watched the first thirty minutes and the last twenty minutes. That's very generous. I did watch the first thirty minutes. There's no way you watched the last twenty coherently. The last twenty minutes, they showed them in the freaking airport and all that stuff. Leaving. You saw them leave the airport. The airport. Yes, and the guy, the guy was like, "Oh my god!" And then Ram was running through the whole thing. Okay. They okay. made it to the next so one. They is- got to the doors. They couldn't open it. They were screaming at the girl, Swiss girl. She didn't know what the hell she was doing. They shot it, and then they're banging, banging on the right. thing. I got it. I got it. Yeah. You saw it. Okay. I saw the last twenty minutes. And I saw the first thirty. The middle, I had to read again because it's been some time. I saw this back in like twenty fourteen. Um, so yeah, cut me, cut me some slack. I just want to apologize. But we're still fully in it. We're going to still fully talk about it. And we'll still go through all the fun facts and everything. So first things first, Nicole, first time seeing it. How did you enjoy the film? It was very interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, I, had rem- I remember learning about the Iran- Iranian hostage situation in school. I feel like they didn't teach the Argo mission, because I don't remember that at all. But I did remember the hostage hostage situation from school. Um, whenever we watch these sort of films, I always wonder like how much of it is actually factually and historically accurate. So I know that you probably look that up. So I'll be interested to hear that. But I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't think it was too long. I thought it was the perfect amount. I thought Ben Affleck was great. Um, it was really good. Yeah, I I actually wrote a paper on the Iranian hostage crisis in high school. Um, asked me much about it now. I, I my memory is pretty shot, but at the time, I remember being very into it, and um, not for like you know the reasons of it, but just like right. learning Pretty about sorry. it and how like different nations kind of came together to try to figure this out while also trying to deal with the, the problem at hand. Um, and it was a it was a massive deal. And, you... and I think the reason why they don't talk about it is because throughout this this film, it's a classified event of, of this. Like, 
I don't think they really want this to be like the main story of what happened. But they declassified it when Clinton was in office. Yeah, that was in the nineties. That was right. 10, 10 plus years later. Right, but we would have at least read about it somewhat. No, I'm sure it's there, but maybe they don't teach it. I think they did. You, I have a friend that's a history teacher. I'll ask her. Did you write about the Argo mission in your paper? No. Okay. The first time I ever heard about the mission was through the movie. Okay. It was never discussed. Only thing I do remember um, was. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to pull pull some some I remember right I don't remember where I wrote it I remember how long it was but I can't remember the it was details. In high school, you said? It was in mm-hmm. high school. It was in uh, junior year, and I think it was like an eight page paper, and I wrote it at the library at my mom's library mm-hmm. in the Bronx. But that's about it. Like I details and stuff if i reread it again from like start it'll, it'll you know i i love history i find it so fascinating it'll probably pick up but no that was never discussed we never talked about it in school never or if they did it was something that like they talked for like a hot second mm-hmm. so i guess for anybody that hasn't seen it um you should it was very good um excuse me see i'm tired too but anyway, um, if you haven't seen it, go see it. The plot of the film is basically it covers the Iranian Iranian um, hostage crisis and um, the mission to try to capture six uh, hostages that were American a weird thing. Yeah, they weren't really hostage there because they were hiding out. But there were actual hostages that were kept, like, by people of Iran for 444 days. But there were six Americans that were being, um, they were hiding out at a Canadian ambassador's house. And they had to figure out how to get them out without anybody knowing. Because they didn't even know that people of Iran didn't even know those six people escaped the embassy when they raided. Um and essentially what they ended up deciding to do is creating a fake movie called Argo uh, and that they would be Canadian movie producers trying to look for film locations and Iran being one of the locations. And then that's how they would try to get them out. I wonder how often that happens in specific countries like that, where there are, where there, there's filming taking place and it seems like, you know, not out of the norm, because to me, I'm thinking about with everything going on, I don't want anyone coming into my country mm-hmm. for any reason, regardless if it's filming a movie or not. Now, I know, I feel like the reason why that was like the main, the main uh, suggestion and idea that was given. I know there was other, you know, there was a teacher thing, and maybe they'll send them in as this, send them in as that. I think the reason why is because it seems like the, I would say the safest in regards to, like, they're not going to give you any problems. Like, they're just movie people looking to film some, like, location. Not, they don't, they're not there for any other reason other than to film for, like, a couple days and then leave. 
So I feel like it's probably like low risk maybe when they view. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was a big part of it. But I think the other part was every other idea that the U.S. government had didn't make sense. The first idea was so dumb. It was giving them bikes and having them bike. Like 300 miles. 300 miles to a border for Turkey, which is just so stupid. Like, that's how we're going to get Americans out, put giving them a bike. Like, we're supposed to have some of the best intelligence in the world, and that's what we came up with. And um, Brad, I was going to say Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck's character, don't know his name. Um, he was like, there's snow on the ground. It's freezing cold. We can't wait until spring. That's a stupid-ass idea. Then they said, oh, let's have them be teachers. But all of the Canadian teachers were already gone from the area, so that wouldn't make sense. Why would there be six left? Then another idea was that they would have them be, like, mission workers where they were teaching, you know, locals about crops and helping feed children that are malnourished and don't have access to food. But, again, there was snow on the ground, so what crops are they going to be educating people on? Yeah. It was just, like, all of the ideas they were coming up with did not make sense. So this guy just came up with the most random plot ever. He got it from, which I, I appreciate this part, he was on the phone with his son and was asking his son what he was watching. He was watching Planet of the Apes, the old school one, because this was obviously not like you know current day. This was taking place in the 70s, 80s. Uh, old school Planet of the Apes, and he was looking at like the cinematography of it all, the, the makeup and and the design and basically looking at the out the outland of 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 what planet of the apes is in it looks like in a very like desert climate mm -hmm. um that kind of fits the mold of like iran or whatever mm -hmm. um which was pretty triggering and then he came through with it and they kind of gave him like a 72 hour time you know time span to like kind of figure it out and plan piece it all together they had to go reach out to uh, the guy who is good with special effects and all that stuff, the Oscar winner, I think his name was John Chambers from what I just read. Yes. Um, who was played by John Goodman. Then they had to go get like an actual, you know, someone that they actually put their name and attach it to, like essentially like a Steven Spielberg, like someone that it would look credible. So if they ever had to go search into seeing like what the hell is this or what, right. you know, if they're in Iran and they're like, you know, trying to figure out is this real or not they could look and see and like oh this this dude's attached to it so it's cool which was played by alan arkin who was like at that i think at that time they kept showing like his old like awards that he won from like the 50s and stuff so they got all the right pieces had the game plan gave it and then they basically told him he was like on his own risk because of like how crazy the the plan was and then they do it and uh, almost got back uh, towards the end. They, you know, almost didn't happen because of Jimmy Carter. They were like took away the mission and mm. gave it back at the last second. It was trouble with the travel and this, and then they make it out. They get on to the Swiss Air plane. Uh, Canadian ambassador helped them out big, and yeah. Yeah, I think it was very good. Um, like I said, I'm very interested to hear how much of it was factually accurate as well as um, if it won any awards. Um, 
I'm pretty sure they won three, um, but I would love to hear how factually accurate it was. So there's three main inaccuracies. There's a, there's a lot of themes that go on here. Um, it seems like the big thing is that Canadians don't like, don't feel like they got the, got the amount of props that they deserve throughout this whole process in real life because of how it was depicted. Like it was depicted like Hollywood and CIA were pretty much the ones that helped save this when in reality, like the ambassador Taylor, um, the Canadian guy, he really was the one that was really holding it down. And the Canadian government was really holding it down for them. Which is interesting because in the film, at the end, the U.S. didn't want to take any responsibility and they gave it all to Canada. Yeah, so apparently, I guess when they first released this film in like a, you know, probably like a, one of those festival type events. Mm-hmm. Sundance or something. Yeah, I, I think they got pushed back and they kind of changed some things. Mm-hmm. Like the post credit scenes, or like when they're saying like, you know, 1981... 440 like well, that that yeah. part when they're showing that apparently when they said like the full cooperation and like the the uh the partnership of canada was was truly like you know important and mm-hmm. they that wasn't there mm-hmm. they had to put that in after because there was a lot of like backlash and like hey why is why is this like this yeah. so that's like one major thing i'll get to that in a second but three inaccuracies that didn't happen um and look this is called it's based on the true story it's not true story because if it's true story then it has to be verbatim exactly what happened this is based on truth so they could create new characters be loose with it a little bit so if you ever see a movie that says based on it's it's loosely based on it's not like word for word it's not exactly what happened the events the characters everything could be changed when it's based on just know that uh, the film depicts a depicts a dramatic last minute cancellation of the mission by the Carter administration and Mendez Ben Affleck, declaring he will proceed with the mission. Carter only delayed the authorization by only about thirty minutes, and that was before they left uh, Europe for Iran. Mm-hmm. So, they, so guess, was, they made it seem like it, it was, was delayed the other way around when they left Europe for Iran. Yeah. Okay. 30 minutes or so, but just about. Uh, the film portrays a tense situation when the crew tie, tries to board the plane and their identities are nearly discovered. No such confrontation of security officials actually took wow. place. Um, the film has a dramatic chase sequence as the plane takes off. This also did not occur because wow. um, they were leaving at 5.30 in the morning, their flight. and. Oh, that's fine. They weren't no one they I, I guess they weren't like overzealous to be there right. for that so they had actually a pretty easy time getting through wow that's pretty amazing um and it was pretty straightforward so those are like the three main inaccuracies um the character alan arkin played that's the older guy the bald-headed yep. guy his character didn't exist it was like loosely based on a few different i guess producers or whatever mm didn't exist uh but the canadian thing so to protect the hostages remaining in tehran uh from retaliation all u.s involvement in the rescue was suppressed and full credit should have been given to the canadian government and its ambassador uh 
The ambassador's Iranian housekeeper who had known about the Americans and lied to the revolutionaries to protect them um, escaped to Iraq, who we saw at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mendez was awarded the Intelligence Star, but due to mission's classified nature, he received the medal in secret and had to return it afterwards. Um, that was also re- uh, restored to him in 1997 after it was declassified. They were calling it the Canadian Caper um or capper i'm not sure i'm assuming it's caper almost like the like a superhero type of deal mm-hmm. um so after the film was previewed at the 2012 toronto international film festival many critics said that it unfairly glorified the cia's role and minimized the canadian government's role particularly that of ambassador taylor uh in the extraction operation okay. go ahead I don't I feel like it in my opinion based on the film I did feel like it was very clear that the CIA didn't have a good plan it was one American that came up with a good plan who was a CIA agent and then he used the help of the Canadians fully to get those purchase the participants these um Americans out I didn't perceive it as like glorifying the CIA that was just my opinion. Honestly, I thought it was just Ben Affleck's character with Canada doing the same thing. So they basically say that the movie rewrites history at Canada's expense, making Hollywood and the CIA the saga's heroic saviors, while Taylor, the ambassador, is devoted to a kindly concierge. Uh, threw it out, which I guess because he was there just staying at his house, like it pretty much showed. Uh, so in, in a CNN interview with Jimmy Carter, former president, uh, he addressed the controversy. This is, you know, recent, like 2000s recent. Uh-huh. Uh, said 90% of the contributions to the ideas and uh, consummation of the plan was Canadian. And the movie gives almost full credit to the American CIA. And with that exception, the movie is very good. But Ben Affleck's character in the film was only in Tehran a day and a half. And the main hero, in my opinion, was Ken Taylor, who was the Canadian ambassador who orchestrated the entire process. Okay. And the Canadians also, which is big, they I know it made it seem like they weren't like always well like welcome there the full time. The Canadians were prepared to keep the Americans with them, like at the embassy, as long as it took. Um, and another thing that also was briefly talked about, which is also inaccurate that New Zealand and British embassies were also very quick to shy away uh-huh. from the American diplomats. That's not true. Um, the British embassy and New Zealand embassy, they essentially were deemed like not safe. I think there was also outside mobs and stuff that were going on around them. And also the location wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning portions when, you know, they said they couldn't, they had nowhere else to go. That's not true because when it came to actually transporting them to like the airport and stuff, like for Swiss Air for that flight, New Zealand and the British embassies were very heavily involved in bringing that. Mm. Um, so basically, the idea was not Ben Affleck's character. It, in real life, real history, it was the Canadians' idea. From what I'm reading, it seems like the Canadians had this idea. And he was the guy who was willing to go do it. That's amazing. Uh, I'm into that. So Ben Affleck also had a word about everything that everyone's saying. 
Uh, he says, because we say it's a based on, on a true story rather than saying that it is a true story, we're allowed to take some dramatic license. There's a spirit of truth. The kind of things that are really important to be true are, for example, the relationship between U.S. and Canada. The U.S. stood up collectively as a nation and said, we like you, we appreciate you, we respect you, and we're in your debt. There were folks who didn't want to stick their necks out, and the Canadians did. They said we will risk our diplomatic standing, our lives, by harboring six Americans because it's the right thing to do. Because of, because of that, their lives were saved. Um, and then after the ambassador's death, um, it was described Taylor as the main hero of the Iranian hostage escape, quoting former President Jimmy Carter in doing so. And also, Ken Taylor was in 1981 was given the Congressional Gold Medal by President Ronald Reagan. Um, nonetheless, the, his role was extremely downplayed in the film. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I would agree with that now that it's described that way. So that's pretty much the, the main inaccuracy is that Canada needed more more love throughout this. Okay. But if, I, I, I'd be, I know you're like, oh, you're, you were falling asleep, you fell asleep, whatever. Like I said, I did see this before. Um, CIA definitely looked clueless, but it's it's also easy to judge for like for us because what the hell would we have done in that situation? It's a touch, it's a touch and go type of thing. You have to feel it out because anything that you do could turn a new world war. Or, you know what I mean? So it's very, it's very, uh, yeah, I it's just... very sensitive, very delicate situation. I mean, it's crazy that. Only after 87 days, those American diplomats who ran away through the beginning when they were like shredding and burning everything, the rest of the people, Americans that were in there were held hostage for over a year. And then the ones that got away were taken out within 87 days. But I think for them, they were more so in danger. I think if they did get captured, it wouldn't be like they're going to be thrown with the rest. They'll probably be killed. It would, because, that's what they said. Yeah. So that obviously you have to act a little bit quicker than that but if this is true like timeline wise it seemed like there wasn't a plan for at least 70 days remember i said like 60 yeah. 69 or 70 days later yeah so there was no plan at least when i mean if there was they didn't show it until 69 days in mm-hmm. which if that's the case that just can't be right like there well, has to have there had to have been ideas and plans and maybe by then the Canadian government took over because they already had them in their embassy. Um, that's the only thing I could think of. And CIA was kind of just lost at that point with ideas because they didn't want to get too involved and then create a whole nother war. Um, that's the only thing I could think of because that is a long time to be like, let's decide. I, I like that. I'm comparing it now to, cause it just happened like the baseball lockout. Like they had months to talk about it and they waited to like the last possible second to really decide because once they started coming up with ideas 69 on the 69th day by day 87 they were home mm-hmm. so what was happening those first three months or first two two and no two and a half months is what yeah. i'm thinking i don't know i don't know i i was going to say when you were talking about it um you know who knows what we would have done in this situation I don't know, obviously, because I'm not in that position and I don't get paid to protect the government or the people that way. But you would think that the people that are appointed to that 
and our that is their job is to come up with these sort of plans would have had some sort of a better idea than riding a bike out of there which possibly could have been doable too no they wouldn't have survived like he like they said you would have needed a crew to follow them for for tire pressure they would have needed to rest no, a you're lot right. you're right it was cold it was the winter um they would have had to basically come up with a fake identity without the help of the cia which i'm assuming now is truthfully the help of the canadians um but no there's no way that that would have been feasible at all the one thing that i find kind of crazy in the beginning scenes once the uh the angry mob of people were trying to come through they were shredding and burning Mm -hmm. all the documents there and the ones that were shredded, they were sweatshop workers were or kids essentially mm-hmm. were told to go through and kind of like piece together. And I feel like if that is true, I feel like there's no way it went that quickly. No, no, no. If you're I... shredding documents and shredding pic like they were going through each little strand of right. paper and trying to piece together faces so they could like to see who who left because early on they realized that there was a few that were missing. I don't think they had an exact number, but they kept saying like just find the faces and we'll find like give mm-hmm. us the faces and we'll find them. Um which is kind of wild. That I didn't see anything about like being accurate or whatever, but if that is actually true, they must have been working on like 24-hour like yeah. shifts and probably had like paper cuts and just like just continuously trying to dig through and must have had hundreds of of people doing this there's just no way around it yeah i wonder if something like that is true like i i kept thinking of um and forgive the comparison but when the mob was rushing the embassy i kept thinking of when the capital was stormed and i'm wondering like what happened during that time like was were documents sealed or shredded or burned or like what happened did they have to do something like that or was it truly just like protect the you know cabinet members like i I don't know it was very eerie to see that like that happens in other countries and then to think that it happened here it was like very weird for me yeah i'm uh i'm sure we'll find out in 20 years when they make a movie about (laughs) january 6th yeah but uh because Let's be honest. Anything that has ever happened that could be of any historical, you know, importance or something, they're going to make it into a movie. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Probably sooner rather than later. I'm sure. I said, 20, I said 20 to be generous, probably within 10. Okay. Um, it's probably being written as we speak. So it's uh, it's quite interesting. Um, I, I dug the movie. I know I fell asleep, but I remember what, really enjoying it the first time. Okay, and uh, what awards did it win? So we're going to go through uh, some nominations. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards. It's a lot. It's a good amount. And they won three. So they were nominated for Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, Best Original Score, and Best Supporting Actor with Alan Arkin. And they won for Best Film Editing, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Picture. Okay. And the 2013 Awards. I would say that's pretty good. 
They're one about half of what they were nominated for. Yeah, just about. Well, I, uh, I are we ready for the ratings? I just want to see who they went up against and beat. Okay. They beat. All right. They beat Zero Dark Thirty, which I believe was the one about catching Osama bin Laden. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. That was great. Lincoln. Life of Pi. Les Mis. Uh, Jan- Django Unchained. Beast of the Southern Wild. And Amore. I don't know what that is. So a good amount of history films were made. A lot of the, these are a lot of good films. I mean, that's that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big win because that's a pretty uh, stacked best picture card. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Lincoln, I've seen Life of Pi, I've seen Silver Linings Playbook, I've seen Les Mis, I've seen half of these movies, and those are all really good movies. So that's you know that holds some weight if you're winning that. Um, well, shout out to Argo. Shout out to Argo. They also made a hell of a lot of money. Uh, budget was forty-five million. They made two hundred thirty-two million. Wow. Uh, produced by Ben Affleck and George Clooney. Oh. Uh, which is quite interesting. And ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think might be the highest Rotten Tomatoes score we've like that they've we they've had prior to us giving our spicy rating. Well, I'm going to give it an eight point seven. I thought it was good. But no, nine point six good. I'm gonna go with uh, I know it's. I'm gonna go for eight point five. Okay. I think it's solid. That's a respectable number. It was a good movie. Good, great cast. Yeah. All star cast. I'm not the biggest Ben Affleck guy. I think he's pretty yeah. monotone and straight face, but pretty good. I agree. It will not put you to sleep. So be sure to watch it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>